You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Everybody doing good today? Oh, you guys sound super excited to be here. I know Melinda's not. She didn't want to do it, but we made her do it anyways. That mean, that mean, you know what that means? That means it's true. Did not want to do it. Why didn't you want to do the podcast today? I don't know. I don't. Well, well, one of my reasons is because I, I've said this before, because I think you, were, you're, you and Di, um, Diamonds, Simon's uh, dynamic would be very different if I wasn't on. That, but that's just a cop out to try to get out of it. It is not, because I didn't have any other reason not to do it. Mm. I mean. But Simon's not going to talk. You see, hear how much he's talked in this first. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, oh, Simon's there? Like, yeah, yeah. No, um, it's been a good week. That's why we took kind of a week off of the podcast, basically. We just fooled around. That was fun, a different change. I think we needed it too. Not a week off, but just a week to talk about nothing. So, But we're back to it this week. Um, it's been an eventful week. Simon, you went out of town, right? Simon's always going out of town, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Feels like it. So where'd you go? Uh, I had a, well, only about three, four days in Santa Cruz um, on a retreat with my organization, Latin Link. Uh, so all the members that are in Bolivia from Latin Link get together in, in La Paz. Um, we just have... Three, four days of praying for one another, uh, reflecting on ministries, reflecting on life, um, thinking a little bit about things back home and, and plans for the future as well. So just a bit of time, a bit of space to get away and, and yeah, just reflect, which good. was good. How was it? It was good? Yeah, it was good. Really useful, useful time. Um, they brought people in who weren't with Latin Link, um, but other missionaries, and they, they led the sessions and things and uh, did a study on the Book of Ruth, which was nice. Um, and just, yeah, just loads of time for yourself and prayer and reflection and whatnot so good 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 i didn't know you went to santa cruz i would have put my order in for pizza he didn't go to santa cruz la paz uh, but you said santa cruz hey, i think he did, did say I santa say cruz santa but santa it's la paz. of course i have it because right. i'm always yeah. going to santa cruz so. yeah fair enough it feels like I, like I was thinking i was like man he's gone on like three retreats and he's only been here for three months but you, you've been here for a while so yeah. seven months yeah seven, eight months seven eight months yeah you're going on eight months right mm-hmm. man Time goes by so, so fast. So for the people listening, do you feel like seven months is a good amount of cultural immersion and language immersion to, to learn a language? And do you feel comfortable uh, speaking, sharing in public? Yeah, I think, I think I've reached that point now. I think if, if I was to end now, if I was leaving now and going home tomorrow, um, I think I would leave unfulfilled, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Like, like uh, I've now reached the point of, okay, I can really push on further now. Um, so it's nice to reach this point and still have a, at least a year and a half left yeah. um, of the time. Um, and knowing that you know, I've reached a comfortable point now uh, where I'm ready to push on. That's pr- that was pretty quick, though. I mean, it takes some years for some people. I mean, I took Ramon about six months to become fluent and comfortable. Uh, well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> when I, mean, I say fluent, you were already preaching at six months. Mm, I don't think so. But, yeah, I don't think I was preaching. Uh, like I still struggle, so it's like I don't. What is fluent? We have to define well, what fluent in Spanish is. But there's people that speak Spanish, but that aren't fluent fluent in the culture. Like you know, you don't. You can talk, and that's great, and obviously it's a huge help and whatever. But um, you have to understand what's going on too, you know. And so that's a big part. So yeah, what about you? You have a good eventful week as well. Last week. Yes. Yeah. La- yeah. Last week I was I was on the computer a lot. Got to fix 
my posture now because I felt like it kind of <laughs> just got stuck there in the curve from sitting so much. But yeah, I did a lot of uh, design work. I've actually finished our Justice Series artwork for Facebook and Facebook covers and, you know, them announced to everyone that this is what, what we're going to be learning for the next couple of weeks. And so I was talking about that for a long time. And so I finally got it done. Good, 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 good. There's all, that's the thing is like about like gra the graphic design stuff. There's literally always more stuff to do. Yeah. Always. Like it's never ending. Every, I mean, every day there's really something new that pops up that could be done to help the church or Red Roots or Materia Prima now, which is the... Uh, media branch, the Spanish media branch of the ministry. And the foundation too. They, they yeah, that's right, the, the, the hospital sometimes. here. Yeah. There's always, there's always stuff that someone's, okay, someone's calling me, <laughs> but I'm not going to answer. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no one ever calls me until we're doing something important. But um, yeah, uh, no, this week I um, I got, so we, some interesting things happened. I'll start with the, the, the good thing. I mean, yeah, I'll start with the good thing first is yesterday, Rudy got a, so okay. Back in the day, we used to do um, homeless outreach, ho outreach to the homeless, I don't know, ho outreach ministry to the homeless population in Cochabamba. We did it for six years, and um, you know we connected with a lot of people and stuff um, there. And anyway, we moved to Trinidad, you know, after, and so we didn't continue doing it. But another um, another ministry kind of picked it up, not in the same way we do, but they kind of picked it up. And so, anyways, yesterday Rudy got a phone call from one of the guys. And he was just chit-chatting and talking, and, you know, they ended up talking about, and he just said, you know, I just wanted to tell you guys, thank you so much for, for all that you guys did for us in this time here. And he's like, man, I really appreciate it. You changed my life. And uh, and he really said he started crying. One of the other guys, actually, he died um, six months ago. We didn't know. He died from, he had uh, cirrhosis of the liver, you know, he's an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And so he was talking about that and just saying, like, you know, he realized life is short and how grateful he is for, for the work that we did. And obviously, we know it's God working through us and you know using us as tools and stuff but i don't know it was really cool really encouraging mm -hmm. that you know after we haven't been there in two years mm -hmm. so you know it's just super encouraging to know that even the work is still i don't want to say notice because that's not what it's about but it's it, it was effective right it's appreciated appreciated and you know he because that guy we, we watched him go from just a flat-out alcoholic sleeping on benches to getting his stuff together little by little then he found, a, like, an apartment, a place to live, and, like, just dressing nice, got a job. Like, we saw his transformation. It was really awesome. And so, uh, I don't know, to hear from him after so much time was really cool, really big testimony. He said, is, is Ramon in Cochabamba? So, <laughs> he's like, no, he's here in Trinidad. Oh, are you in Cochabamba? <laughs> well, tell Ramon, I said, hey, and give him a hug and blah, blah, blah. Of course, Rudy didn't give me the hug, but <laughs> uh, but no, it was really good to hear from from that and just, I don't know. It's encouraging. Yeah. It's exciting to know that they're still hanging in there and, you know, fighting. Yeah, I remember, you know, helping you guys prepare the sandwiches and um, seeing you guys get ready to go. And, and some weeks, you know, you had, like, eight volunteers ready mm -hmm. to go hit the streets. And some nights it was just you and Rudy. Mm -hmm. Some nights it was, you know, just you and Rudy's brother. Like, it just just how people's um, excitement for the actual, for the outreach just died down. But how the division and the commitment just stayed, you know, you continued in that. And, and sometimes you didn't really even see fruit from that. And, and to actually see, you know, like you said, two years later here, um, what came out of that, even if it was just one life, it was so worth it. Yeah. Because yeah. consistency will take you so, like, far in life, you know, mm -hmm. just being consistent about stuff. Because I think everybody starts off when you start something excited, but then 
like you just get you feel like it's not producing the results that your desired results or what you expected or whatever and so you get tired you know and I don't know but that's a decision we made in the very beginning of that ministry it's like hey we're just going to be consistent we're going to go every week like rain yeah yeah we're going to go every week unless it was like yeah like a torrential downpour or whatever and like you we guys didn't go. went in pu- public transportation too <laughs> so remember you going with like the yeah because we didn't have a car big old thing where you put the, the, the thermos tea, the thermos yeah the, in a in a small you know Trippy taxi with a bunch of other or a bus. It's even funny on the bus, or like bus. It's sloshing around. Yeah. It's like you don't know how many times I got out and there was hot tea on my <laughs> on my like on my pants from where I because I had to put the thermos on my lap. It was like a big, and it was slosh out. So I walked out looking like I peed on myself, <laughs> and like like some of the guys, oh you too. I got drunk and did that yesterday. Like no, no. I, I I remember when when we started talking about doing that and uh, reaching out to the homeless and thinking, man, we don't have money to feed them every week and and how my idea of helping people and reaching out to people used to be like, well, you have to do something extravagant, extravagant for it to be impactful. And like, we just didn't have the money for it. So we were like, we're gonna make sandwiches every week and, and hot tea, and that's what we're gonna take, you know? It's so cheap. It was, it was cheap and it was, very, it was quick to prepare. That wasn't the goal for it to be cheap and quick, <laughs> but that's just what we had, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was just, all we needed to make the connection, all you guys needed to make the connection to sit down with them and eat with them and chat with them and hear from them and pray for them. And, and then, you know, because sometimes we think, well, we need to make this big spread of food for people to come. And, and you didn't wait for them to come. You guys went out to them, you know, individually. Yeah. And you didn't make an announcement. Um, I, I just like the approach you, that we took to doing that. You know, we didn't announce, hey, homeless people come to the center plaza and we're going to feed you all on this day at this time. No, they just knew every week you're going to be here. They expected yeah. it. You know? Yeah, and like, I don't know. Uh, I loved doing that ministry because like there was sometimes obviously I didn't feel like going, but it's just, that's just laziness. But I love doing it because you just get to talk to people that are just just flat out real. Like there's no, you go to church and you say, how are you doing, Sandra? oh, God is working, and I'm blessed, and yada, yada. And, like, you know, you hear that for weeks, and then you find out Sandra is, like, either commit suicide or she's going through a divorce or being abused and whatever. Like, you just, there's so much fluff. But then with these guys, you go, like, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing, Marlon? He's like, oh, I fell off the wagon last night. I got drunk. Then I shot myself up with heroin. Like, it's just straight, just straight like, straight on. There's no secrets and whatever. Yeah. And I really just, I don't know, there's something about that that's uh, encouraging and, not encu- I mean, it's not encouraging. <laughs> they fell off the wagon, but it's you know just the the transparency, I guess, is refreshing. And so for me, it was always refreshing to spend time with people that with zero fluff. Yeah. Like you know, they, sometimes they would curse or whatever, like you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't know, but you just had, you could have a real conversations, and so when you can have real conversations, when people are honest about their issues or whatever, then you can really have real conversations about a real Jesus. Because if you don't have issues, then you don't need Jesus. And if you, you know what I mean? And so it was so much easier to talk to some of those guys about Jesus than it is for, than than it is to talk to Jesus, talk to people who have been Christians for 20 years about Jesus. Sometimes it's super hard. We can talk like the fluffy Jesus. Oh, God, it's so good. And blah, blah, blah. We can't really get into details because no one wants to accept that they have issues. Mm -hmm. So when you go to the homeless ministry, you're out talking to these guys and like, you know, they smell like they sleep on the streets like you know smell like they spilled beer from 1873 on them and never cleaned it off or whatever you know and like they know and they're like man you know i threw up on myself yesterday and blah blah blah. and 
I don't know. I think you people can look at that and be like, oh, it's so disgusting. And it, it is disgusting, right? But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, it's refreshing and it's a, it's kind of a beautiful thing. The, just the openness of being able to confess and build a relationship based off of that. Because from that, we can encourage one another and stuff like, hey, how's it going? Did you, have you been using drugs this week and blah, 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 and, you know. And some of these guys are believers. Mm-hmm. They're believers, but they struggle with, you know, they, they struggle with these addictions and, and different things like that. And like, man, yeah, this week I had a really great week and yada, yada. And like one guy was like, <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but it's just weird. He, they, he went out of town to work and uh, he got like, you know, they get these temporal jobs of like painting and stuff like that. And so they took him out of town and he made a good amount of money. And he came back and Rudy was like, well, how'd it go? He's like, oh, good, man. They gave us a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. But I don't have any of it. I didn't, didn't even, when I got, got back, it was all gone before I even got back. And he was sad. And Rudy was like, well, what happened? He's like, I just couldn't resist, man. I spent it all on prostitutes. And it's like, dude, like, it's, it's, it's so foolish. But at the same time, the, like, he was, that he was comfortable, not comfortable enough, that he was, he felt like he could confess that. And obviously, we, you know, we had a conversation with him about <laughs> several issues with that. Wow. <laughs> right. But like, but he was so open to it and he was super like, you know, but and you can you can only overcome stuff by what you're willing to confess to. You can, can o- overcome something that you deny is an issue, you know. And so I don't know. It's really cool. I love that 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 part of it, that aspect aspect of it. And, and so a lot of aspects, it was so much easier to work with those people than it was to work with the like church people you know because mm-hmm. we're just such a i don't know we're such a masqueraded i don't know if that's a word but people like that we just want everybody to think that we're doing great in the name of jesus mm-hmm. and we're so terrified to not do be doing perfect you know yeah just speaking of church people do you remember the change that took place in the in our volunteers like some there were some volunteers that went who are who who actually admitted to being afraid of homeless people you know yeah. she, she didn't want to she didn't want to be near him, you know, it kind of scared her. And then, you know, just a couple months in, you know, she's hugging him and kissing him mm-hmm. on the cheek Absolutely. and inviting him, you know. Wait, let's pause right there. Kissing people on the cheek is a custom here when you meet people. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, she dove all the way in. What kind of ministry is this? I should clarify, yeah, yeah. yeah. You kind of can just kiss everyone on the cheek when you see yeah. them, meet them for yeah. the first time. Hey, here's two kisses on the cheek whatever yeah so. it's a different kind of ministry that we don't <laughs> do we don't but, participate but in. it was beautiful to see absolutely those walls in her and, and even see her face those fears and, and um, prejudices that she had and um with people and i i heard one time a christian say that the the solution to the um what would you call the guys that sniffed the cliff just the drug addicts, I guess. Drug drug addicts, they're teenagers who lived under the bridges uh, in Cochabamba. And a Christian said, well, the solution would be to just kill all of them. Oh, yeah. That was absolute. Like, I was like, what? Like, are you, you're a Christian and we go to the same church. You're telling me we should just kill people to solve a drug problem. Like, it was just so sad. But, yeah, just to, to confront those things, those deep issues that we have inside of ourselves, those deep fears, um, to see that come out it, it was it was really cool you know you don't ever imagine that you're going to be changed so much when you go and reach out to to someone who needs help yeah. needs jesus yeah yeah it's good times it was. good times definitely just revealed the need for a cultural change in the church and the way that we see people and you know and created in the imago day or the image of god is that everyone's an image bearer homeless gay straight fat short ugly skinny whatever you know we have all these things everybody doesn't like about 
someone else or whatever, but we're all image bearers, handicapped, mentally retarded, image bearers, all of us, you know, babies, old people, image bearers. And I think we create or we fall into the trap of like the societal ideologies of that, oh, well, you don't fit what we think is perfect, so you're a little bit less than. Mm-hmm. And I think that's homeless is obviously is, is an obvious one of it, but obviously race goes into it and nationality goes, like there's a lot of different things. Weight and you know, just different expectations or whatever, and health even plays into it. Some people who are, you know, we, we have no issue with reaching down to help people, but it's when we see people's equals to help, and that's when the issue come, takes place. So you have a lot of people that say, I'm not classist or I'm not racist because, look, I go to Africa and I hug these African kids. Or I'm not classist. Is is that a real word? Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) I I don't think my class is better than other classes because, look, I go down to the homeless shelter Mm -hmm. and I feed these people. But when it comes time to be on equal playing ground, like, it's not the same. You know, like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to help those people or whatever. And so all of us have that issue to an extent, it's called sin. Like, you know, we're just tempted to be to make something of ourselves and to see ourselves as, as better than what we are. Even though the Bible literally says, "Don't think more of yourself than you ought to," um, but we do on a regular basis, and so we do that at the expense of other people, at the expense of treating them as equals and and with the dignity that they deserve as being image bearers of God. And so, I don't know. That's what happens a lot, and unfortunately, in churches too, churches aren't um, exempt from that. You know, and. So we fall into that trap. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, something else that's happened in, um, in, in our church is one of the teenagers in our youth group has gotten pregnant. Um, she's 14 years old, very young. She, does n- her, she doesn't have a great support system. I've never seen her dad. Her mom is like a 35-year-old, 15-year-old, you know, yeah. and so on. Um, I don't know. So we've been dealing with the idea of not the, what am I talking about? We've been trying to figure out a way, how do we deal with this? How do we confront this? And we, we had a conversation yesterday about it of like, okay, cause it's wrong. What, you know, being, being pregnant isn't wrong, but like, you know, her getting herself in these situations and promiscuity or whatever is wrong. But, and then you, I don't know, it's just, there's so much, there's so much to it. It's a nuanced situation. And, um, just trying to figure everything out about it and how, to, how we go about that has been really challenging. It, it, I was somewhat, not heartbroken, but I was, I was hurt when I saw that she was pregnant. She put it on Facebook, and she put like a picture of her and her boyfriend, who's 19, 20, which is another story for another day. And, um, but beside it, a picture of, a, like, what is it called? A ultrasound. Ultrasound picture. Which, first of all, <laughs> the ultrasound picture, she Googled it and put it on there because it said Brian Clinic in English, and the baby had a big head and was, like, all <laughs> developed. You're not even showing yet. It was not her baby. Like, yeah, it definitely wasn't. But, you know, she put that up, and, like, that's kind of how we found out. So I saw it, and uh, I text Melinda. I was at the office. I text Melinda. said, hey, did you see, you know, uh, where such and such was pregnant? And she's like, no. You know, we had a conversation. Then Rudy walked in the office. I said, did you see where such and such was pregnant? And he was like, no, he checked it out. And then right then, Simon texted me. Simon was in La Paz. And he texted me. and was like, did you see where such and such was, you know? And so I was glad that we were all informed and, like, figuring, like thinking about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. we all care. And then, you know, we've been having ongoing conversations over the last few days of, okay, how do we deal with this? What's the right way to deal with this as a church, you know? Because you made a good point yesterday. You said, what did you say about a 16-year-old? She's, four, she's 14 and pregnant. And you, wait, what did you say? Yeah, well, just to, like, 
towards is, is a comment on, on, on the attitude of, of how we're going to approach it. Because I think if a 16-year-old was to walk in with a two-year-old baby, how would we act and react mm, towards that 16-year-old and the two-year-old? Normally, we'll go up to the baby and go, oh, it's so cute, or this, that, and the other. Whereas that, that 16-year-old at some point would have been the 14-year-old who's pregnant. Mm-hmm. So we need to see how, how are we going to treat the 16-year-old with a two-year-old and how are we going to treat the 14-year-old yeah. who's now pregnant. Yeah. So basically, she would we would, she gets punished for having for com- for joining the church too soon. That's yeah. essentially yeah. We're saying you well, yeah, if you wait two years <laughs> yeah. and then join the church, then we'll, we'll just treat love you differently. You. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that like that's the, the uh, part of the conversation too was like we don't want to enable we don't want to enable her enable other teenagers to be like oh this is great you're celebrated when this happens but we do want to we do want to to take to help with the baby you know like and that's why. You know, you were saying about like that, the fears of that, of like her feeling enabled and or she's going to be less of a parent or less present. What if we're babysitting the baby or what if we're, I don't know, we're buying stuff for the baby. And I think that's a valid point that something has to be considered. But on the other side of it, what about the baby? You know, mm. is we, I think we have to, I don't know. It's, there's no black and white answer. It's a very complex situation, you know. Um, but un- unfortunately, too, that's part of the society we live in. We live in an Im- impoverished um, neighborhood, and there's a lot of absentee parents, maybe physically present, but emotionally, whatever you know, mentally, ap- just not there. Mm-hmm. They're not involved. These kids do whatever they want to do. They they have sex whenever they want to have sex. They you know, they go out when they want to go out. They live like adults in their own world. And of course, you know, every 14 to 18 year old is the most is the smartest person on the planet, and you know, in their brains at least. Yeah. And so they're just making decisions based off of impulse, and so. You know, I think this is something, and I don't want to normalize it and be like, oh, it's okay because it's normal for here. But at the same time, we just need to realize, like, this is, these are the problems that we're going to be dealing with when we live in an area that we're in. And I also have to believe that this is why God sent us here is to be a light in, in the middle of darkness like that and to bring change and to change the culture and to impact the culture, not with necessarily our good works, as, but with the gospel, you know. Mm-hmm. So with the gospel that's at the center of our good works. So. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was heartbroken, you know, because obviously, you know, I know where she comes, visits the house, and visits us, and knows the girls, and but I just wanted so much more for her future. I'm not saying her future is doomed, but mm-hmm. it's already off to a oh, very tough. challenging mm-hmm. start, yeah. you know? especially for here. Yeah, and and but but one thing I wanted to be careful in doing was not congratulating, you know, her her bad decisions, but also not shaming her because Absolutely. she already feels ashamed. You know, she's already upset and disappointed um and i also want us all to be careful not not you guys because i know you wouldn't do this but as a church to not run her off yeah because Mm -hmm. that's that's what you do you know you get pregnant at a young age and you were part of a church you disappear because everyone now knows what your sin was and i love what you said yesterday simon was that like we have to be careful not to make her the scapegoat because all of us are struggling with sin we just happen to see the consequences Mm -hmm. of her sin um, and she can't hide it, and she will never be able to hide it, you know. So, so that was my thing. It's like I just I want her to know that she's loved, and and we make terrible decisions sometimes, and we fall short of the glory of God, and we all deserve forgiveness, and we're here for you. We're here to lift you up, and we're here, you know, to to bring you to repentance or whatever, you know, and and just help set her on a good path. But also, like you said, Ramon, like we're 
the balance. I've seen people in churches and missionaries get taken advantage of because it's like, oh, this is my ticket. They're going to buy diapers mm-hmm. for me. They're yeah. going to do whatever. Sure, I'll pretend that I want to be part of this church yeah. thing so that they will keep paying the bill and yeah. putting the bill. And, you know, you also don't want to enable that. You know? Yeah. And I think that these are just lessons that the church as a whole needs to, needs to learn is how to, that, not even how to, but that it is possible to love someone in their situation without saying that you support the situation, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's the struggle worldwide that we have with homosexuality right now, is like, you know, you have people that like literally, and we see it on Facebook, who are believers and they would be just as happy as if homosexuals were killed, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. But then you have other people who like, who wanna love them, wanna accept them, but they don't know. They feel like, I think everybody feels like, if I don't say anything, then the person who hates homosexuals thinks that means I'm supporting the, hom- the act of homosexuality. But to the person who supports homosexuals and I don't say anything, they think that means that I absolutely hate them and want them to die. And when I, I'm not part of either of those camps, you know. I don't support the, the acts and the, the lifestyle of it. However, there is, a, again, an image, uh, God, the, uh, what is it? <laughs> image of God person, like a person created in the image of God at the center of this. Mm-hmm. And you have to see that it doesn't mean ignoring the wrongs. You can confront wrongs and still love the person. And so I think it's the same thing with this or any drug, drug addicts or with uh the young girl who's pregnant or, you know, whatever, just doesn't matter what the issue or challenge is. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, there's a person at the center of this. And it doesn't necessarily mean ignoring the wrongs, but it means constantly remembering that there's a person at the center of this, you know, Mm -hmm. a person who is, who is, is, is worthy and deserves dignity based on God's supremacy. They, of him creating them in his image, they deserve dignity just Mm -hmm. at, at least, you know, for that. And so I don't know, I think, it's just a, it's a it's a sticky situation, but it's a, I think that's a lesson for the, that the church in this and specifically in this age needs to learn. Is need we need to learn how to love people regardless, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean you know one extreme or the other. We can love a person and completely disagree with them, and, but still love them. You know, we but we we have these ideas that loving someone means that I love everything that they do always and I'm supportive of it. No, I can disagree with you and think you did wrong, and I can still be there for you. You know. We see that with parents and kids, and you know, kids can do crazy stuff, grow up and do crazy stuff. But you know, I'm still a dad. You're still a mom, so on and so forth. Regardless of what our kids ever do, we're still going to be their parents. You know, it doesn't change. And I think we can't allow the level of someone else's sin to define who we are as the church, right? Like we can't say, "Oh, I love people if they're poor," because that's not a sin. But and I love people if they smoke a little bit, cause that doesn't bother me. But if you uh, have sex outside of marriage, then you are done. Like, you know, we can't, you can't draw these weird lines like that. Yeah. And so we, we can allow the, the, how extreme the sin is that the person commits to affect who we are. That's what I'm trying to say. And like, we, we love people. We're, you know, we should, we're a, a ministry of mercy and, and grace. And again, it d- does not mean forgetting everything and just letting everything slide or whatever. It doesn't mean that. But that's who we are, and we can't allow anything, no matter how extreme or not extreme it is, to to change, you know, who we are and the way that we act, the way that we act in these situations. And I don't think it's a lesson that our church can learn in the middle of all this. Specifically, our church. I think every church needs to learn it, but I don't go there. I go to our church. So, yeah. you know, good talk. You guys are talkative today.
Actually, Simon's talkative. Melinda's not <laughs> much. So, you got anything fun going on this week? Today's a holiday. Today is a holiday. I don't know. What holiday is it? Do we know? Or is it just the day of Monday? Uh, uh, I got a message from the girl's teacher saying it was the day of the crying Loreto. I don't know what yeah, Loreto the, means. So, the version Loreto oh, okay. is like, uh, there's some place and it's, the I don't know, people make a trip to this village and I don't know give sacrifices or something or gifts or something like that i don't know obviously we don't celebrate it i mean everybody's off school but other than that we don't but we'll we're gonna have hamburgers on the grill today mm-hmm. a western favorite <laughs> so uh, we'll do that with our neighbors today we'll have hamburgers on the grill and then i don't know if it clears up it's been rainy it literally rained for almost 40 48 hours straight uh, it wasn't raining when i came over here but if it's if the sun clears up a little, I mean, if the sun clears up. If the sun comes out a little bit, we may can go to the market and look for some uh, T-shirts for... We've been looking for some T-shirts to get merch, merchandise and stuff for the ministries. We have the church, El Gide, we have Red Roots, and we also have uh, Materia Prima. And we also have La Fabrica, which is our youth group. So we have four different four different things that we'd like to have shirts and stuff for. Um, the T-shirts here are that you buy in, that you buy in bulk are poor quality. So... It's better to go to the used American clothes market and find blank shirts there and get those <laughs> printed on. So that's what we've been kind of trying to stockpile those. And you get them way cheaper, too. It's like five Bs and 75 cents, a dollar fifty, yeah. whatever. So so that's really good. So maybe if it clears up, we can do that today. I don't know. But today off. But it's dreary, so you feel like just laying in the bed. Took me a lot to get up this morning. Mm. You got big plans for this week? Got a lot of work. I wrote my to-do list for the week last night, and it just kept getting longer. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a, a few things. I think I'm at that point where I've got like seven things on the go, but they're all like 80% complete, mm. and I just need to do that final, <laughs> that final hard. 20%. The, the hardest percentage, yeah, the hardest so part of it. So I scroll through the to-do list, and I'm like, oh, that's nearly done, and that's nearly done, and that's nearly done. But all of them will take like a day yeah. for it to get done, because something will happen. <laughs> yeah, something oh, always. Will pop up. Always. Yeah, you know, I won't be able to get it done. But. It makes me laugh for months. Like, I'm going to go to the office and just work on my sermon for Sunday. And, like, the whole morning goes by. And I'm like, how was your sermon prep? Oh, I, got, I started chatting with this person. I had to talk <laughs> about this with this person. I'm like, so how was your sermon prep? <laughs> I work on it this afternoon. You know? <laughs> yeah. It is, it is something that always pops up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What about you? Um, I'm going to put in a little plug in there. I'm working with Jolie on finishing her book. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Jolie's Jolie writing is writing a book. She wants to be an author. To, uh, Wait, that's not true. <laughs> I'm just Jolie, for, for a week. <laughs> Jolie is not passionate about writing or being an author. Jolie is saving up for a bike. Yeah. So she's trying to figure out different ways that she can um, that she can make money or whatever. And so somehow she came up with the idea of if I write a book and sell it, I can make money. She has this big idea that she's going to sell them for $5 and she sells them to 10 people. She'll make $50. But, like, she just thinks that's a guarantee that people are going to buy her book. And I'm just like, well, I have to prepare her. Somebody might not buy your book, you know, and you put all this work in. No, I mean. I mean, her grandma will, Gigi, Papa. Well, you just signed them up. I'm not sure that they wanted to spend $5 on that. She told me, uh, uh, your mom told me that she was going to buy it. And that she knew for sure that your grandparents would want to buy it. Good grief. So she's got two sales. flat out hustling people. (laughs) Like. Five minutes of work is what she's going to put into it, you know. So I'll be working on that. That's just, you know, a little mom, mommy-daughter time thing. But as far as, <laughs> as far as you know, stuff that I have to get done for the ministry, um, 
Well, we have our friend coming from Cochabamba. He's going to join us for worship on Sunday. So yeah. rehearsing with them, make the song list. Rehearsing with him, sorry. Make the song list for that um, for Sunday. And, and working with the guys on graphic design and helping them kind of get some direction on where we're going to go. Because I think graphic design is so broad. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to do? We've been talking about this yeah. forever. What do you want to do? And specifically, what area do you want to work in and why? Not just like, here, you know, throw together this flyer. So it's kind of putting some direction in there. <sighs> but, but it's hard to do that when it's hard to motivate them to even just kind of show up consistently. <laughs> it's tough. That's something we struggle with in everything we do here, just getting people to show up and be ambition is something that's not found on every corner in, in our neighborhood, you know. And so it's something we've been working on is just getting people to be ambitious and consistent and to kind of not to be big dreamers and stuff and oh you need to dream big and not that but just you know go for something in your life and it's very tough because we've offered different programs and some people have done well but uh, you know some people have not done well at all one guy just recently came back to bible studies that interned with us um a couple years ago a year ago i guess or whatever and um, it's just tough because you try to provide opportunities and ways sort of ways out or give tools or whatever you know and like People just lag the ambition, and so it's hard. When and it's frustrating when you see the younger generation, like these young guys, and they just don't feel like showing up. And you see them; they're just sitting on the back porch, yeah. like they don't feel like you know. I'm teaching you a skill. Graphic design is a skill now. You know, it's not just a fun thing that my son does on the computer, like 1989 or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's like an actual skill that can take you somewhere in life. And so, I don't know. That's a frustrating thing to try to get people to show up, try to get them to see the bigger picture of something. But you, I mean, you can. No, you can't only, but it's hard to reach beyond what you what you see. Mm. And so if you see people sitting on the porch every day and just drinking and ha, 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 everything's a joke, it's very hard to dream past that. Yeah. So we're all super privileged and blessed to have seen people in, in our own family. We don't have to leave our own house to see people that do more than that, you know. Mm. And, and here a lot of people don't see that, so it's very hard to get them to motivated to, to do more, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So that's a struggle. Uh, How this, about you, Ramon? What do you do oh, this week? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. this, <laughs> uh, I need to, there's a bunch of stuff. I need to do a lot of Red Roots paperwork. I need to send out receipts and stuff. I just haven't had time, man. Receipts and stuff for the donations. And I need to, I'm going to, I'm going to the United States next year in June-ish, maybe. So I need, want to go ahead and start working on ideas for like, what do we want to, how do, you know, I get like three to five minutes at some churches. So I need to figure out what I want to say and how I want to say it. it's early, but I want to start working on it now so yeah. it can be. Boom, 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 you know, once we get there. Um, that Just keep studying for our series. Justice is really good. It's, uh, to me, the information is really good. I don't know how it's going to be delivered, but it's really good, man. Just learning that. Uh, I used to think that justice was, justice and righteousness were like secondary issues, more to, so to speak, because love is, but they're pr- very primary. They're very central topics or focuses in, in the Bible. You see justice from Genesis to Revelation. This is what Jesus is talking about all the time. Old Testament is full of God loves justice. God loves justice and righteousness. God loves those who God loves the righteous. God loves those who do justice. And it's like constantly, constantly, constantly. So it's been really enlightening and interesting to be able to dig into that and be and then I'm excited too to be able to present it to our church because this this is who we are as a church is, you know, we're people who seek justice spiritually and physically, you know. Not one apart from the other, but it's a package. And so studying more for that, get, getting ready for next week and um, getting ready for Ariel, the guy from Cochabamba, to come and hang out. He's staying with us. I think I told you that, right? Yes. Yeah, so 
getting ready for that. Um, I'm starting video blogging again. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. I know that? Wait. Uh, no, I, I don't know. know. I just didn't, didn't notice like, the camera that was in our face did, for breakfast. Oh, uh, yeah, so. you did. <laughs> we had a camera in our face for breakfast? I really didn't notice. Sorry, Simon. <laughs> you guys are all victims of my madness. You know, like, like you didn't know I was starting a podcast. Like, so I'll, I'll sit in my office and I'll be working on stuff and I get, it's not a random idea. It, they're ideas, but I know that if I just don't do it, then I'm going to keep putting it off. So I just start doing it. And I'll really tell many people only reason i told him i mean i don't keep it a secret i just don't talk about it but i told him because like hey you know we hang out all the time if the camera's in your face this is what this is about like mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna have my camera out all the time and stuff so I'll start video blogging again it was really good i think when we did i liked it yeah um but it's a lot of work so i got um a movie or video editor editing pr- uh, program on my f- app on my phone and so we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. so hopefully i can get back into that so Doing that and just doing some need to finish this office, need to clean up and stuff. Um, yeah. I could pay Jolie to do it. Do I, I already offered and she got magically got sick today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just like, it's like everybody else. She doesn't need to clean the office anymore. She's writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's below her. <laughs> yeah, apparently it is. Either. Yeah, what do you say? It's beneath me it's now. Beneath it's above you. me now. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's what I got going on. It, it should be a good week. I'm excited for Sunday. I think Sunday will be a good, a good service. Uh, a lot of people had the week off because it rained so much yesterday, and you you can't get out. Everyone rides motorcycles and stuff, so it's it's hard to get over here when it's pouring down rain. So I think next week will be. People feel guilty about not coming to. It's weird, uh, but you know, so they oh, I missed last week. I gotta come and that and apologizing. Yeah, <laughs> and then like you said, we have a guest to help out with worship. That's always exciting stuff like that. And then we're launching the series next week. Like, for real launching it. So, hopefully it'll be a good week. Um, the girl's coming over this week, isn't she? The the girl that's pregnant? Yes. Cool. So, we'll see how that goes. Mm. Hopefully. Um, yeah. So, if you guys, if you're listening, please pray for us. We have a lot going on. But um, even on a deeper level, just, again, I've mentioned this several times, but our elections are coming up in... It's Sunday, no? Yeah, two weeks from yesterday. So, oh, okay. Yeah, no, not this Sunday. Because we can't have church on that Sunday, so... So, yeah, elections are on Sundays here. So it'll be essentially 13 days from now. Yeah, I think 13 days or seven. Yeah, 13 days from now. It's a really big moment in, in Bolivian history. It is a, I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot depending on this, including including possibly the, the persecution of the church. Uh, that's a topic for another day. But there's a lot, there's a lot leaning on this. So keep us in your prayers this time. And just that, um, that we just focus on Jesus and that, you know, the, specifically, specifically the believers of, of Bolivia can remember that, that God is our hope. He's our rock. He's our, you know, he's our author and finisher. And that we definitely will vote. We will participate. We will vote for justice and righteousness, but we will, our world won't, will not fall apart and we won't be broken and beat down if it, if it doesn't go our way. And so that we can continue to be a light in the darkness and even in the face of persecution that we can understand that this is an opportunity for God to be glorified. I think that's what the church needs to understand. So if you can be praying for us for that and maybe pray for yourselves, too, if you're in the United States, because you probably need to, you probably need to do the same thing, I guess, in, in, in the yeah. UK as well. Yeah. October the 31st is Brexit. Deadline. Oh, that's right. So the day after the elections. Yeah. Oh, boy. So it could be a fun weekend. Yeah. Gosh, it's going to get crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. World politics is crazy right now. Mm. 
So pray for us and pray for yourself too. <laughs> no, yeah, no, we're praying for we're praying for you guys too. As, I mean, we're parts of we live in Bolivia, but you're still very in touch and very you know very English. We're still very American and in touch with, with what's going on in our country. And so, I don't know, let's pray for each other this week. And uh, we really appreciate you guys, everything you do for us, for loving us, uh, for supporting us, and for listening to our podcast. We appreciate that too. So hope you have a good week. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Provecho. Hey, you took it from me. <laughs> Hold on. I saw your lips. They were like, Provecho. <laughs> <laughs>